2: Go to anchor.fm to get started.
0: After Buzz TV, starting place for the WWE female superstars Kathy Kelly, Sonya Deville, and Zelina Vega proudly presents Women's Wrestling Weekly, the world's first podcast and YouTube series dedicated exclusively to women's wrestling, featuring all the latest news as well as interviews with top superstars in the industry. And now, After Buzz TV's own gorgeous lady of wrestling, TK Trinidad.
2: Bonjour guys, you're watching Women's Wrestling Weekly, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad aka the Canadian Assassin and I am not alone. I have with me, she hails from the valley, the farmer's daughter. Please welcome Emily May. Hey
1: everyone.
2: How are you doing? with this I'm social good. I'm good. Work.
1: Work? <laughs> Managing working from home, you know. Yeah <laughs> and then we have our new host. He's
2: joining us for the second week I think on his off time, he practices almost every walkout dance imaginable (laughs) once we get in studio. Please welcome Brian
0: (sighs) Hello. I mentioned last week I'm a lover of Melina's split entrance. I'm also going to grongetate down the mania rap like Naomi. (laughs) Let's just jump in.
2: (laughs) And (laughs) as as per usual, we always do uh, news, star of the week, all that good stuff, but we are always about our guests. And this guest is no different. She's a wrestling commentator. She's an interviewer. She's an MC, And she's the owner of Elevate Pro. Please welcome Brittany Nicole.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. This is, this is fantastic.
2: Thank you for joining us. So let's kind of just jump into it. Um, so I'm scrolling through the Instagram and social media. Huge wrestling fan. How did you get into like, your love for wrestling?
3: Oh, I—I I mean, it started. My my mom was a huge fan of wrestling. She used to watch Big Time Wrestling back in the day, and so it started there. And so I kind of grew up with it. And then I grew up in the Attitude Era, and it just kind of went from there. Where I was in my mind, I was like, when I turned 19, I'm gonna move to Florida. I'm gonna become a wrestler. And then I moved to New Orleans when I turned 19, and was like, close enough. <laughs> and so. <laughs> And so I moved to New Orleans uh, from Cleveland, Ohio, where I'm from. And so I realized I didn't or I couldn't put myself through the mass amount of pain and training and torture that a lot of the workers do. So I decided that I wanted to be more on the media side of things like announcing interviews, commentary, all that stuff. And so, yeah, that's that's how it kind of happened. It was just you can blame my mother. So thanks, mom. <laughs>
2: Um, So I know, like, um, definitely doing the interviewing, commentating, um, because Emily does that as well, is kind of grueling as far as getting into it. Kind of what was that kind of getting into that process? What was that experience like?
3: Well, I just trained myself, honestly. There's there's not a lot of people down here in the South and in Louisiana that actually train and and work with commentators and interviews and answers, stuff like that. So I lied my way into my first job and and then you know said that i've already been doing it i'm like yeah sure i've done this and then was petrified when it actually happened but and then just kind of trained myself and luckily now that i've traveled and done seminars and all of that kind of stuff i've learned from some really amazing people and been able to kind of continue to boost my knowledge of, of doing it but it's tricky i mean emily can you know it's it's yeah, not, it it's, is not it's not it's it's not it's not easy, you know, and it's it's not easy when you get picked, you know, if you do commentary and you're with somebody you don't even know, and then you've got to figure it out on the fly, like that's even harder sometimes.
1: Oh man. So what, Um, what was that process you said you were, you were training yourself? Is there someone, is there footage, like archival footage you went to, to say, okay, this is someone that I want to emulate, or how did you create your own style? Cause I've looked at some of your videos and your reels and stuff, and you have like a distinct style. And so I wanted to hear from you what, uh, what your inspiration was.
3: You well, know, I mean, obviously I went to like Lillian Garcia first, because that's like just the hardcore basic perfect set of announcing and stuff like that and then you know I moved on to watching we took it all
2: we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did
1: and in the end, what will I become?
3: Senua Saga, Hellblade 2.
2: Play it now
3: with Game Pass. Also different things like announcers for football games, for soccer, for MMA, for boxing, like, you know, and just pulled different little things from that. And it, you know, and then I added a little New Orleans flavor to it. Yeah. And that kind of thing. I added my own little personality of, um, But yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, Lillian has been my main look at things. And then also just going back to interview style, like Mean Gene and stuff like that. Like that is my, that is my go-to is like Mean Gene, Dusty Rhodes, Lillian Garcia. That's, they had a baby. It's me. That's great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Melting them all together. (laughs) Uh, I I love that. I
0: want to ask real quick too. You mentioned about your inspiration for interviewing, which is one thing I wanted to ask. But I also want to ask, because you do commentary, who would be your your inspiration or someone that you look to for your commentary aspect?
3: Oh, uh, I mean, Paul Heyman is so good on so many levels Mm -hmm. for for so many things. But also just personally, I think commentary really needs to be more of yourself. And so I try not to emulate like Amaro like you know like he's so distinct people would know like oh that person's trying to sound like Amaro mm-hmm. you know or even Paul or Vince or Cole or anybody in that kind of thing so I I try to just be myself and talk about the knowledge that I have and then also just kind of add my own little persona into it and not try to be too overly heelish or too overly baby and try to just kind of you know, be myself unless I don't like the person in the ring then obviously I'm just gonna no, I'm just kidding
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you do um, a lot of stuff for reality wrestling which is um, owned by Booker T uh, tell us first how you got into that kind of position and uh, has Booker T given you any kind of uh, words of wisdom
3: well I I worked with so reality of wrestling when I first started I was with a company called Wildcat here in New Orleans, and. Mm-hmm as soon as I was just coming in, they were doing an angle with reality of wrestling where it was a takeover angle. So like reality of wrestling came to New Orleans and took over and then we came to Texas and took over reality. And so it was this whole thing. Okay. And so that's where I first met like Stevie Ray and everybody from reality of wrestling. And then doing more with female wrestlers, I started getting to know like Anne and Robin Reed who come from Reality of Wrestling and they've watched me since I was a baby. Like since I started doing all of this, they were they were part of my first crew of, of watching me grow and do all of this. And mm-hmm. so I then out of the blue got asked to go to Texas for this company called Main Event and they were also closely aligned with Reality of Wrestling. So I've always been on that like edge of Reality of Wrestling, but I never had right. set foot in the building. And I was okay. like, just let me, just let me in. And then I did ladies night out in in reality and walking into the building and being able to see everything. Like it was so, so great. It was like everything built up to that. And I was like, oh, this is my moment. <laughs> it was so great. And I got to do commentary with Matt Polsky, who is the wow. head commentator for reality of wrestling and their ring announcer didn't show up that night. So I pulled double duty. So I did ring announcer. And oh, wow. Very at the same time.
2: Nice. <laughs>
1: Oh man, yeah, I've done that before where they pull you into commentary and they're like, oh, by the way, we're gonna put you at the table. And you're like, all right, you just roll with it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I
3: was at the table and they're like, okay, it's gonna be you too. And then they were like, Oh yeah, our ring announcer didn't show. Um, can you call the announcing from the table too? And I was like, Cool, okay, let me go get everyone's
1: information. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, that's such a that's such an important skill to have to just kind of roll with it and Go with the flow and just like get information into your head really really quickly in a short amount of time.
3: (laughs) Oh oh yeah, it's it's insane. And you know I I don't do it you know flawlessly, but you know I try to do the best I can. But it's it is it's really tricky. A lot of people don't realize how much work goes. You're not just reading off of a Mm -hmm, paper. mm -hmm. Like even if you are reading some names off of a paper, the amount of energy. And you know, kind of dialect or you know anything that you have to get into it, like is is taxing, it's hard. Actually, Matt, before we started the first thing, he pulled out two five-hour energy shots and just slammed them on the table and looked at me and was like, "You're gonna need this." <laughs> so, so what? We what were what's doing your Matt show? And a okay. night show, so was really
2: what crazy. was your, what is your favorite thing about announcing and or and or interviewing?
3: Being, being with in the ring and in the midst with the wrestlers, like I said, like I always wanted to be a wrestler. So to to be a part of that storyline or to be able to help, you know, I guess kind of like influence the storyline and be able to add to it, like getting interviews where people can actually like get in your face and like project across it and like let that story build. Or like a lot of the women, like if they're heels, like I've had them like they pull my hair in the ring and they fight with me like you know it's that kind of thing being able to like enhance the story and entertain the masses and entertain everybody and continue to get that so that's what I really like the most about it is being able to help enhance the story that is so and interesting
0: now- go on Brian um, I was just gonna ask because did you get a chance to actually do wrestling training I was gonna ask it since you do all those little like spots do you like take bumps or anything like that
3: well, in the state of Louisiana, so we have a wrestling commission. Um, anybody who doesn't have a wrestling commission, bless you. Anyone who has a wrestling commission, it's, it's a little bit harder sometimes to get shows going and stuff. And in Louisiana, you have to be at least semi-trained or like slightly kind of knowledgeable and have a wrestling license to set foot in the ring. So oh, wow. the announcers, the referees, the managers, the wrestlers all have to have a wrestling license. I'll have to to know everything. So like, I can lock up, I can chain, um, but it, it's not. I'm not skilled in in anything yeah. else. So it's I'll not just leave super
1: it at that. extensive. <laughs> so yeah. so speaking of getting a license to, I'm sure opening or or kind of running a wrestling school is pretty intense. Um, how did you get involved in Elevate, and how did that that all happen?
3: Well, I started working for Elevate after I left Wildcat, and elevate was, I was just the announcer. I was an announcer, interviewer. And then the owner of the company, he was like, he was burnt out. he was done. He was like, I'm selling it. There's a wrestling school also attached to it. So elevate has a training center. And he was like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm I'm finished. And he was just going to sell it to whoever. And I was like, uh, let me buy it. So, (laughs) so I bought, so I bought the company and it was really, uh, Kind of crazy, I wasn't expecting to own a wrestling company, and then becoming the first and only female ever in the state of Louisiana to own a pro wrestling company was something I didn't even like think about until it had already happened. And when you get a company, you then have to get a license, and so you have to go to this huge council of these ten people that are the Boxing and Wrestling Commission of Louisiana, and you sit in this little chair and they're in these big pillars, and they all get to vote on whether or not you get a license so like they like just rapid fire you with questions and they ask for all these paperworks and all this different stuff and then you just sit there and just wait and hope that they give you a license so <laughs> it's a little it's a little daunting but uh but I did it and so it's done and so now I don't have to do that ever again
2: <laughs> now being a female as far as uh, being a woman, as far as owning, but one of the, the only women to own a promotion like this, have you received any pushback as far as because wrestling at one point still is kind of a male dominated world? Have you received any pushback from, you know, wrestlers or owners or other promotions?
3: Yes. Um, so I, I'm blessed to have like a great team around me. Not only are our trainees fantastic, but also I have my business partner, Mott Fleming, and the head trainer, Benjamin Wood. of of elevate pro benjamin was in ovw and ww developmental so he's got like 20 years of experience in the wrestling world and so to have them around me to kind of deal with some people that might not quite want to like discuss things with a woman um, Mm -hmm. is nice but also it's one of those things of like there are a lot of wrestling companies that don't or a lot of wrestling promoters that don't believe it's real they've had people actually message me and be like So is this like, is this part of the storyline or like, do you like really own the company? And I'm like, no, I really own the company. (laughs) (laughs) And so so it's one of those things of like some people in the South do not, you know, want, and I'm not trying to take anybody's like territory or space or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I think there's enough room for all of us. And I try to make sure we don't run on the same nights that even people in Mississippi or Alabama run, even though they're completely different states a lot of our fans travel from there or to there to to see and do different things. So to to make it kind of a, a nice zen peaceful promoter world here in the south, I'm trying to work with other promoters and get them to work with us so that people can see that we shouldn't be just fighting each other for no reason when there's enough room for all of us.
1: Yeah, what what that's that's amazing. What what other challenges have you found balancing being you know, an in-ring talent and also kind of running this whole company?
3: I, I, we, so I ran my first like show of, of my own. So I got the company in October and I ran the first show in January and I had no clue how it was going to work out. I, I was, I was just, I, I was betting it all in. It was like, it was my like WrestleMania one. Like I had put all my money and everything into it. And if it didn't work, it was gone. And if it did work, we were, we were still here. Mm -hmm. So I, I lucked out again and having a wonderful group of people backstage so that I could be in the front because honestly, if I have to run the back, then I would hire somebody else to do the announcing Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like I don't, I don't have that much of an ego. I have a little bit of an ego, but I don't have that much of an ego (laughs) where I need to, I need to, I need to be in the front. So like the reason I'm in there up, up front in announcing is because I have Benjamin and Mott in them running the back, watching the monitors, talking to the refs in their earpieces for timing and all that kind of stuff and telling people when to do all their stuff. So I, I can kind of breathe easy, but everything leading up to that is all on me. So like, ticket sales and promo links and all the social I do all the social media for it and myself which is so daunting to have Mm -hmm. three social media accounts for myself and then three social media accounts for the business and then all back and forth and all that stuff so but uh yeah no it's it's nice once once show day happens all I got to worry about is announcing which is which is wonderful but before then I'm screaming and running around like a chicken with my head cut off yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) So take us through the the process. Do you? I mean, obviously, you probably have some go-to people as far as wrestlers. But are there people that you have your eye on, or like, how do you how do you put this promotion together? And I mean, you know, now we're in a slightly different time, but before the, right. how, did you, how do you how uh, you right. put everything together?
3: Right now, it's just currently it's just imaginary dream matches that I'm having right now in my head of like, oh, we could just have a show, um, but. Before that, before, before the wonderful coronavirus came into being, I, my main goal is to get more women wrestling in Louisiana. It is so rare here. It's it still is. kind of like, a, like, a, like almost like a, a, a little like freak show match. Like, ooh, there's a woman wrestling, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And intergender matches here, there's a lot of promoters that are really against intergender wrestling. Um, and you know, everybody has different takes on it, but I really want to be able to have more female wrestlers. I am, I, I board, I I'm, live in new Orleans. I, I love it here. I've been here for 12 years and I am a huge advocate for the LGBTQ community. And so I want to have more LGBTQ in wrestling. We started working with a company down here called choke Hole, which is an all drag queen wrestling show. And oh, wow they've actually started to come to our training center and start learning to actually properly because before they were running for a while they've traveled all over but they were just like kind of pretending to know how to wrestle like none of them were trained so now some of them have been coming to the training center learning how to wrestle I've been letting them use my ring because they weren't they didn't have they were building their own ring each time so now Mm -hmm. I let them use our ring for their shows we take it to them we drop it off we set it all up and stuff but I want to have that more in New Orleans and Louisiana. Cause again, once you leave New Orleans, you're back in the South mm-hmm. <laughs> and the South is very old school and I love old school wrestling, but there's so much amazing wrestling going on now in this whole mm-hmm. new era. And I, I want to showcase that more. So my, my next big plan is to have an all-female show. Hopefully.
1: Okay.
3: That That's incredible.
1: Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah.
2: Definitely yeah.
3: let us know for that. Um, yeah. Whatever you say. Oh, I, that, that's just my, my, I mean, my dream is to, is to also have like people from, you know, out of the country come. Um, I've been having my eye, I mean, I've, I've worked with her during Shimmer, is uh, Candy Lee. She, she's amazing. And also I want to, I got to bring down Jamie uh, Senegal sometime too, because it's so amazing.
2: And now as far as uh let's go back to interviewing real quick. Do you have like a, a top like two or three people that is like once I interview these people, like I'm good as far as a list?
3: Yeah, I I do. Um uh I would have to say that uh my my top people to interview, I mean, if I could ever just interview Paul Heyman, that would be amazing. Oh my gosh. That yeah. would. Right. See, look, like your head went like, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, <laughs> you know. If I could just interview Paul, I think I could die happy. I would literally drop the mic and be like, "I'm done. Bye. I retire. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I'm done. Life's complete." <laughs> right. Exactly. I literally, the interview finishes, and I just drop the mic, and I just walk off. I'm like done.
2: <laughs> walk out in the sunset. I have my don't
3: don't care after this. Yep. Um, also, I, I would have to say just uh, talking to again, Lillian Garcia, it'd be great to interview her since she interviews so many people. Yeah. It'd be nice to actually interview her. Um, And yeah, I, I just, I want to interview a lot of like old school people. Like, I just want to, I would love to have like a segment where it's just like, interviewing people that you maybe don't know a lot about or maybe independent wrestlers that always stayed on the indie scene but like were were really big in their heyday of the indie scene or even Mm -hmm. like you know quote-unquote jobbers that people call like from back in the you know 80s and 90s that WWF and Mid-South and all that kind of stuff used that made the circuits and have like crazy stories to tell about different wrestlers and stuff so I don't know just all, just all that, but definitely Paul Heyman. That's, that's, again, my, my career's over.
2: (laughs) You um, also approach, uh, I I think Paul Heyman is amazing. And I think a lot of the stuff he, he has planned, but he does it off the cuff. Um, Are you also into like, you know, doing cutting promos and stuff like that? And, you know, are you working to perfect that? Or what's your, what's your view as far as the interviewer, MC? Do you, um, say, do you think that's part of your? That should be part of
0: your repertoire.
3: Yeah, I I think it should be part of everyone's repertoire to be able to cut promos because if you're gonna be doing interviews and stuff, and and again, you know, helping to expand the storyline, you you don't know what they're gonna say, you don't know how it's gonna go. So to be able to improv and work with them is is great. You know, I've had a lot of things. I remember this. Whole, one time i was in main event in texas and lance, lance hoyt or lance archer whichever he wants to go by i guess lance hoyt now is his um so he was wrestling and he came up to me and was like hey can i use you in an angle and i was like uh, uh okay And he's like don't say my you know my nickname when you announce just just say my name and then he's like let me do the rest and i was like Okay. So I go out and I announce him and I just say that. And he just starts storming to the ring, yelling and screaming at me. And I'm like, Oh, this is what." and then he gets in the ring and he's huge. And he's just towered over me. He pins me up against the ropes and is just, and he's all wet. Cause he's covered in water. So it's just dripping all over my face. And I'm like, and then the other wrestler comes in and, and, sa- and saves me. And, and I get out of the ring and I'm like, Oh, okay. That's what he meant. But he didn't tell me any of that. So like yeah. now I'm covered in water I'm petrified I was pinned up against the ropes like I was literally like back bending and he's just towering over me like ah! and so like yeah to be able to kind of do all of that kind of stuff and have that kind of persona um to help for I think you need to know how to improv and know how to react to certain, yeah. certain scenes when it comes yeah to those kind and of you things. have to
1: be you have to be in the moment and like Pay attention, and yeah, it all works together. Um, how do you take all the all the experience that you've had, and how ha, as a promoter, how do you help kind of craft those stories that you're telling in your school and for your shows that you're creating? So how do you take kind of what you've seen, the, the history of all the matches you've seen, and what you want for the future of wrestling, and kind of integrate that into your into your show?
3: I I take everything that I've had my first show ever again I told you like you know mm-hmm. I lied my way in saying I could announce my first show then was like all right we're taking a, set, a 27-hour drive to San Diego to do this show for the Navy base and it was Chavo Guerrero, Brian Kendrick, Brian Cage, yeah. Shane Taylor, Ray Horse, all these people and I was like eh. and Chavo could tell that I I had never done this before, and so before the show, like he gave me so much information and knowledge. Um, he, he started working down here and in in Louisiana more often after that. So like every time he would see me at shows, after the show, he would give me a little breakdown of what I'm doing better, what I what I need to work on. I've taken seminars with Dr. Tom Pritchard, uh, Bob Holly, you know, all, all different people, and I kind of try to pull. Everything and I always take notes. I take so many notes, and so I kind of just regurgitate all that to the kids um, and to the trainees that we have at Elevate, and try to help them create their personas. You know, I, I let them do it. I'm not going to just walk in and be like, "You're going to do this, and you're going to you're going to do this character and go do that." Like, I want them to create their own person because that's who they've got to live with and be. Like, I'm not going to make them into something that they're not. Um, so uh, I really want them to be creative about it. And we, we've had some amazing, like, uh, Dale Springs, he's one of our graduates and he is a golfer. And so his whole golfing gimmick, like at first he didn't know what to do, but he created this thing. And now it's, it's so great. Like he has a big quiet sign. He's got the clubs, he's got all the different (laughs) gimmicks that he needs and he's doing it. And he, he fits the bill. Like he's got the ring gear that looks like golfing gear. Like, you know, and so like to help build those people, I just kind of give them little little snippets of everything that I've learned. But I also tell them like, take seminars. Go out, take seminars, watch, learn, just soak it all in. Like you can learn something from everybody.
2: This is true. What's the uh, ultimate goal for uh, your promotion and then for your career?
3: Uh, well, I for my promotion, I wanted to be able to run as long as possible become an amazing school like you know and my my main main goal is to get our own warehouse like to have like a huge warehouse where we can run shows and have the school training school and have like a hard set built in and everything so we don't have to put it up and tear it down and all that kind of stuff so that's my that's my main goal is to actually get a a warehouse where it's a one-stop shop everything's in there um for me for my career is to go as far as I can, whether it's you know WWE, AEW, NWA, you know any and you know Ring of Honor, even just RO just t- t- touring the indie circuit. Because you know as hard as it is to be a wrestler and get booked on wrestling shows, it's really hard to be an announcer, an interviewer, or commentator, and get booked on independent wrestling shows because people don't want to put money into things like that when mm-hmm. they could just pay for another wrestler or save that money you know and i do believe that good announcers and good interviewers and stuff like that enhance the show so i feel like everybody and even good referees if you don't have a good if you just like get you know your cousin bill to put on a striped shirt and and you know (laughs) it could cut it could kind of ruin a match you know so i i really do think that independent promotions need to invest in also not just their talent but also referees and announcers and interviewers and all that kind of stuff as well so whatever whatever this takes me wherever this crazy crazy world of wrestling takes me that's where I'm gonna go
2: (laughs) I like I like definitely you know definitely for sure kudos on owning the promotion like I mean we. We know what wrestling is. And sometimes it gets kind of tricky being a female in wrestling. So definitely kudos for that. We definitely <laughs> want to see you uh, evolve and elevate uh, to the highest yeah. level. Of
1: your <laughs> yes, elevate. Uh,
2: for sure. Um, Brian, Emily, any, any more questions? No. All right, so we are, thank you so much for joining us, Brittany. We really, thank really appreciate you. it. Uh, whenever you're in Los Angeles, and you know, hopefully when the coronavirus is over, Feel free to join us in studio. Yes. We'll all be in the studio <laughs> one day eventually. Um, oh, yeah, how, how are you dealing with it, by the way? In Louisiana. How's Louisiana? Um
3: well, we're one of our we're we're not the highest state. We're number two um next to New York. So we're we're wow. we're 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 number two. <laughs> um so we uh uh we are we're, we're losing at something. Um but we uh I, I've been stuck in the house since March 16th. Um, that's when my job, cause my, my day job, my, my shoot job is I'm an entertainment planner and booker for weddings and parties and events and stuff. So oh, obviously yeah. I'm not doing that right now, <laughs> Yeah. but also I, um, I do rhinestone work. So I do a lot of rhinestoning and stuff on the costumes and everything. So I've had a lot of wrestlers be sending me their boots and gear and stuff. So I've been keeping myself busy, rhinestoning wrestling mm-hmm. gear. Um, nice. For a lot of the wrestlers and stuff, so nice. that's that's how I've been keeping keeping busy. Just just and rhinestoning and all
1: that stuff. And do you have a degree in costume design? Is that no uh, psychology? Psychology. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I, using, I, I'm using it. I'm using it well. Yeah. <laughs> just like wrestling. The wrestling industry is perfect for you. Then.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I um. I've always loved costume work, and again, the company I work for, Frenchman Street Productions, they do. Because it's New Orleans, Mardi Gras, and all that kind of stuff, they do a mm, lot of costumes. Perfect. And so yeah. I started doing the rhinestone add-ons for them, and then I became because she saw that I also was very into booking and organizing and stuff. I started doing all the booking, so I'm the booker for the company and all that kind of stuff. And oh, nice. But yes, so now I'm now I'm just rhinestoning currently because there's nothing to book. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, happy rhinestone, like I said, whenever you come to yes. Los Angeles, you're more than welcome to come on the show. I yes. <laughs> um, really appreciate it. Stay safe out there. Number two, Jeez. stay safe out there. Uh, I guess stay in your home and order Amazon as much as possible. Um, yeah, I do pretty an like idea him. for your promotion, because like, I'm always one for just giving out ideas. That's just what I do. Maybe Please you can do, do like um, wrestlers can go online and they can just cut promos leading up to the eventual
1: <laughs> the eventual
3: I'll get you your 10% on the back end, I promise you <laughs> <me> that <laughs> idea. 10%. <what? laughs>
2: you heard it in, what? No, i love giving Like I mean, I and we're all in this, we're all in this thing together, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I guess we'll be more creative, but you know, wrestlers who could do Great promos you really don't even i mean obviously wrestling is the, the biggest aspect of it, but if you could cut a great promo, you're more invested in the promo than than the wrestling, so I mean we could even, even do, do
3: a, a poll. poll like that's how you win the match, like people vote
1: online to see who has yeah. the best promo and whoever do, like, has a the whole best bracket promo yeah, yeah, do like a whole <laughs> bracket system and then you can like have thirty promos and narrow it down, <laughs> yeah.
3: There you Our a little it.
1: March Madness. Yeah, <laughs> March. Now it's April Madness.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <God>. um, so, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, we really, really you. appreciate it. Uh, and like I said, again, stay safe out there. Everybody who's watching us, stay safe out there. Yes. Um, yes. We are going to get into the news now. Uh, I figured it Buzz news. That's what's happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have, uh, Bryant uh, hit, hit us with the news.
0: Actually, Emily, this week, I am oh, going to yeah. be talking about our star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I'm going right. to, yeah, <laughs> no worries. Um, so we there's a lot of articles happening right now uh, leading up to WrestleMania week, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So Becky Lynch was interviewed uh, this week about kind of her experience adapting to the whole coronavirus and kind of these empty arena matches. And mm-hmm. so she had this interview um it was in like sports illustrated and sporting news and you can catch clips of it all over um so she's she's talking about how she's adapting not only to home life but also to kind of the whole new uh the whole new way that that wrestling shows are happening right now and mm-hmm. so uh she talked about so i think that you just have to go into a different mode you have to realize that you're not going to get the same feedback it feels so right. good when we have the crowd responding but to know that, okay, you're not going to get that feedback. You still have to tell them a story. Mm-hmm. The people that are watching at home, the millions of people that are watching at home, you have to tell them a story. You have to give them a reason to care. So she kind of continues to talk about how she's still focusing on how important these matches are. She's focusing on you know, the story and being in the moment and just figuring out what's best for her and her opponent and just adapting. And like, I think a lot of the wrestlers are sad right now and kind of disappointed that they're not having a huge, you know, arena full of a hundred thousand people. Right. But yeah, I think a lot sure. of them are just trying to do, still do what's best for the fans and give them a good show. So you can yeah. catch, catch her full interview on what she talks about and what uh, what shows she's watching on Netflix. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I said this on Raw that, you know, I, I think we're all either discovering either new talents or we're working on something that we've been, you know, meaning to work on. So this is providing mm-hmm. us the opportunity to do that. Hopefully, hopefully we're not sleeping all day. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> but I think with the wrestlers too, with, with no audience, it, it's forcing the wrestlers to become better. Meaning that, you know, you don't have that feedback. So you have to, it's like, you know, you're acting in a movie, like you're not yeah. getting that feedback. You have to do that. So this them then become better actors and, you know, better at telling stories. And also I really, what I really hope comes out of this is more amazing promos. So we're no longer getting those um, kind of like cookie cutter, you know, this is what you're supposed mm-hmm. to say. This is how you're supposed to say it. Because back in the day, like X-Pac era, they were just saying stuff off the cuff. And if yeah. you think about those promos, those were amazing and outlandish. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so you know, hopefully, with this uh, situation that we're in, that at, at, at the end of it, you know, we have a lot more um, wrestlers who could cut a promo and don't need the, you know, generic cookie cookie cutter stuff. Yeah, so, you know, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, and when when you watch like NXT last week and SmackDown and all the all the the promotions. Um, that were televised, you could tell that it's totally a different element that these wrestlers have to handle. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to figure it out. And they're focusing on the moves and they're focusing on what their actual objectives are. They're not distracted by the fans, even though the fans elevate the energy and elevate the experience to a whole other level.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's also giving them a reason to, it's giving wrestlers a reason to kind of refocus and generate just a different type of energy that's actually exuding from themselves and not necessarily the fans. So it's giving them a challenge, but that I appreciate. And that I think as fans, we, we should give them major props.
0: Mm-hmm, like on the, right. on the SmackDown After Show, I talked about it that there these have been some of the best promos we've seen. Like Roman Reigns' promo yeah. leading up to WrestleMania was amazing, mm-hmm. and it's the fact that, like you said, they have time to prepare. They also have time on screen more um, because of what's happening right now. So I think it's, it's definitely gonna, like you said, bring some of the best promos and some of the best work we've seen from all these wrestlers.
2: Yeah. And what else do we have next, Emily?
1: Um, yeah, so just Becky Lynch continues to talk about, um, again, she has this match uh, again at WrestleMania with uh, Shayna Baszler. And so sh- her this uh, quote is, she's a technician. She's as good as anybody I've ever seen. So it can be tricky trying to lock on that arm bar. But you know, I'm always looking for alternative ways. She's powerful, she's strong, she's intense. She's dominant, like we saw at Elimination Chamber. She's, like, uh, she's unlike anybody I've faced in the last year. And so Ooh. that's from Becky Lynch herself. There's
2: some shade there, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously.
1: So I wanted to get you, your thoughts on that. And, uh, I mean, she's going against Shayna Baszler. And, uh, you know, it's been a long, a long feud.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I think with this, um, you have to, this is what I hope Ronda Rousey would have been if they had given her time. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's Ronda Rousey, so they had to put her at the top because it's, yeah, you know, she's Ronda Rousey. But they had given her time to actually, you know start in NXT and, you know, start not necessarily at the same time as Shayna, because Shana was there before her, but actually build on becoming a wrestler. Um, yeah. I think this would have been a good promo. And that's why I think Becky said that, because, you know, Ronda is good, but she's still coming from, you know, uh, MMA base and mm-hmm. not necessarily somebody who's put in all that time, you know, as a wrestler, because no matter what, It's the same thing with hosting. It's the same thing with horseback riding, whatever. It takes time to build up those little skills and Mm -hmm. all the little things that you don't necessarily learn, but you learn through the process. So um, I I think, you know, Shayna is definitely going to, this is going to be a great match because Shayna has been working on this since, gosh, she appeared on Total Divas like uh, maybe five years ago. And she was, this was before she was even signed with NXT. Mm -hmm. So she's been working on this crap for, you know, a long time. So I think this is going to be a really great, great match, and um, you know, hopefully we'll see what happens again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I think it's testing, Bryant. What do you think? Because I think it's going to test both of them to a level that they've never seen before. I feel like Becky Lynch needs this someone like Shayna Baszler to kind of push her to new, new heights and new limits, and maybe break, maybe break up the 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 monotony. Uh, the monotony and kind of where we're sure. at with the title reign. What do you think, Bryant?
0: I think so, too, because after, once she, she beat Rhonda and Charlotte, she was just so dominant. She's been on top. She has, No one has been able to pretty much touch her besides probably Asuka, you know? So I feel mm-hmm. like that's what they've been really building with Shayna is just this super strong persona, this super strong character that she is going to give Becky a run for her money and we'll see what happens. I, I think it's going to be a great match. I hope it is. Their styles are kind of different, a little bit slower. It's definitely mm-hmm. not going to be like a Charlotte or Alexa Bliss kind of match, in my opinion. Yeah. But I think it's definitely going to be a good story to tell.
2: Well, this is a yeah. perfect segue. So WrestleMania <laughs> 36 is like literally around the corner. And I'm kind of yep. sad because I was 80% thinking about going. Thinking about going.
1: I know we, oh, we, but, you
2: know. we would all
1: be on a plane today flying <laughs> to Tampa.
2: Got us to the Bellas in the hall of
1: fame.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, oh yeah. Right. So unfortunately, yeah. um, you know, we're here doing doing what it is but you know wwe is still maintaining they're still pushing through and we did talk about um becky lynch and shana baszler who do
1: you guys have for that match
2: and this is for the raw the raw women's championship shana
1: i'm gonna say shana as well i i want to
2: say Shayna, but i think wwe is not finished with becky yet as far sure. as her being a man and being on top like I yeah. would like to see Shayna as far as like a new change of guard but I don't think they're done with Becky. Yet. It's almost like the the Roman Reigns effect where it's just like we don't really yeah. care what you feel but this is where, what we're going to
1: do. But where can Becky go if say she still retains the title, what what what's the point of her retaining the title? And and if or if she does lose it, wh- you know, where does she go from there? So I feel like both ways I'm not sure exactly where she's going to be.
2: Well, both ways, like we, we've experienced that when Becky had the title before and she dropped it, she kind of rolled back down the hill and she was, you know, pushing for tag team championships, stuff like that. She was doing a lot of interviews, kind of pushing um you know saying she she didn't get enough time and she's not getting enough time and that's mm-hmm. how the man came about so i don't think i think that like becky and you know even like lana she's not necessarily in this picture yeah. but there are some wrestlers who kind of take the opportunities or take the lack thereof opportunities and create amazing storylines yeah, so totally. if she were like to lose the belt i mean then you know we might have a different version of becky lynch which you Mm -hmm. know let's let's i I love the man gimmick but it is getting kind of stale so maybe that's what's gonna you know change it for her however she does keep the belt it might change based off of the match itself it might change her and you know create a different version of becky lynch as well we just don't know based off of everything so i i want shayna but i'm still holding out for and obviously i don't think this is gonna happen this wrestlemania maybe in um the one in LA next year yeah. um, for Shayna and Rhonda to be in the ring and do something together yeah. in some capacity. So um, I'm still holding out for that. So like now I'm planning for a WrestleMania 37, but um, you know <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's time just yet. But we'll see. Yeah. Now we have the SmackDown Women's Championship, which is going to be Bailey, uh, Lacey Evans, Tamina, and, and Naomi, uh, and Sasha Banks. Who do you guys have for <sighs> that?
0: I want to have every single person except for Bailey but I know she's going to retain. Literally, I want Naomi, Lacey Evans, even Tamina to win. Somebody just changed that up, but I know Bailey's going to win because, of course, I feel like we're setting up her versus Sasha for SummerSlam that's, like, just been in the books for years and years and years, so I think that's what Mm -hmm. we're going to have. We talked about this in the SmackDown After Show. Maybe there's going to be the, this is going to be the start of that fallout, you know, maybe they're going to have that face-to-face in the ring. It's going to be her versus Sasha, or maybe Bailey's going to cheat Sasha out of the win, and Bailey's going to retain, something like that, but I, I, I'm pretty sure Billy is going to retain and it's going to set up for her future storyline with Sasha. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's that. I feel like they've been working on that angle for so long and like, this is the time to do it. Yeah. So uh, I know everyone wants to see them kind of battle it out. So.
2: I, I mean, I feel like we've seen them, Bella. They're friends. They're not friends. They're friends. They're not friends. Seriously. Um, <laughs> I know. But, I know. You no, know, well, I do like this version of, of Bailey. Like, we've been calling for her to, you yeah. know, be heal or to change the, the hug mm-hmm. mentality for a long time. So I am liking this version, but I'm also now tired of it, which is really quick. Yeah. Um, I do, you know, for folks who've been following me. Through Afterbuzz and wrestling and stuff. I'm always a Naomi fan. But um, I do want to see Lacey Evans. Like, she came in with an amazing prop when she came from NXT. And, you know, we saw her everywhere. And then they pretty much, you know, she started losing a bunch of matches. So Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily, I I hope that I do see, um, I agree with you, Brian. I do see Bailey retaining this. But I hope that it kind of gives Lacey another storyline to either chase after it or something where she actually benefits them Because she has a storyline. She can cut promos. She can wrestle. I mean, she has the military background. Like, she has so much Mm -hmm. for her that you know, I could see her, you know, wearing that belt and actually doing Havoc in the women's locker room. So, yeah, and Lacey um, Evans
1: has that. improved so much in the last yeah. year in her mm-hmm. matches and she's learned kind of how to create uh, create those stories and kind of balance it out with the actual like technique of the wrestling moves. And so I feel like she could, I, I don't think she would get the belt, but I feel like if she kind of creates a, um, an interesting storyline after WrestleMania with whatever happens this weekend. Mm-hmm. Nice. And
2: now we have the women's tag team championships: the Kabuki Warriors uh, versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Who you guys have for that?
1: Alexa and Nikki, one thousand <laughs> <laughs> percent. I'm going to go with the Kabuki Warriors.
2: <laughs> mm, um, I don't know. For some reason, Alexa's really, really amazing on the mic. I really like dislike her even though she's probably like the nicest <laughs> But that's person, a good
1: thing. That's a good thing. It is,
2: it is a really good thing. So I'm, I'm going for the Kabuki words just because I just don't want Alexa to get the belt. belt. Um, <laughs> but I'm, yeah, it's, she's really good at that. So that's who I'm going for uh, for that. But that kind of rounds it out for uh, our WrestleMania 36 women's uh, edition. Uh, do you guys have any other kind of hopes or uh, anybody you want to see, you know, at this WrestleMania 36 Coronavirus version. <laughs> like, you know,
1: I, I'm just excited to see what they do over two nights. I'm kind yeah. of happy that it gets broken up into two nights. Then we can kind of rest. It's not as like an eight-hour show is pretty daunting yeah, when you're there. Uh, I, I'm excited. Like, I just want some surprises. I want some some changes. I want to shake it up. And I want because after WrestleMania is like the start of the new year for wrestle mm-hmm. for wrestling fans. So I want it to be to start over to be totally different and really to think outside the box.
0: Yeah. It now. I want Charlotte She's to be Rhea because I think that it's just going to set up so much. And I want her to be I want Ms. WrestleMania. Rhea.
1: No. I want Rhea. No, I want Rhea to be Charlotte. <laughs> that's what I want. And I love Ooh. both of them. So. Seriously.
0: I we'll think talk about it, it. on want Charlotte as Miss WrestleMania. <laughs> and she can't be Miss WrestleMania if she never wins. She only won one time, you know. So I want her to win to make this streak and to just really solidify the fact that she is the face of the women's division. But that's, yeah. <laughs> the face of the women's All division. Right. Okay
2: we'll just leave that one there um so let's look at that star of the week real quick
0: yes well we we'll talked about it a little bit but i have to mention it that's my girl alexa bliss she is yeah. our star of the week um alexa bliss is a former five-time women's champion twice for uh, twice for smackdown three times for raw also of course a former women's tag team championship we're talking about her because this week we mentioned it she has the big women's tag team championship match at wrestlemania happening this weekend she is also a money in the bank winner as well as the first and only woman in history to have her own televised talk show on wwe programming so she is just killing it in all aspects i am 1000 percent the biggest Bliss fan and i am just waiting for her to win at wrestlemania <laughs>
2: The excitement is real. It uh, is. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys, uh, for joining me. Thank you, Brittany Nicole, for joining uh, joining us. Um, definitely, you know, I'm Elevate Pro. It sounds like an amazing thing. in that Women's Night. Once this coronavirus thing is over, yes, and like she's doing amazing
1: day. things. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so, where can everybody find you, Emily?
1: So you can find me on all social media platforms at Emily May Heller
0: and Bryant. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at the Brian Saunders, and also on Acrobat's TV's quarantine with the stars.
2: I and mean, I feel like you should like head the TikTok, Women's Wrestling Weekly TikTok.
0: Yes, I will yeah, do
2: I it. Like, we, need to, we need to work on that. Yes. Um, but, but if you are not following us, you uh, definitely check out our Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff at WPW Weekly and TikTok eventually, probably this week we'll we'll work on that. I mean we have time. <laughs> yes, we we'll um, have time. And then also, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes, all that good stuff. Give us five stars because that's the only thing that we are taking. We are currently in episode 150. Something. Something
1: yeah, like we have to count.
2: Without, <laughs> Yeah, we do have to count. Without you guys, we wouldn't be the number one women's dressing show on the planet. Eventually, the universe. We're working on you know, aliens and all that good stuff. Other than that, thank you guys so much for joining us. You can find me on everything at TKTradeEd. Until next week, guys. Ciao.
1: Ciao. Be safe out there.